Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Joe Sayer. He is a senior economic development specialist at RGE and NYSIG in New York State. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dane. Very excited to uh, have this discussion today. Excellent. So, for those of our listeners who don't know, what is RGE and NYSIG? So RG&E NYSIG is a utility company here in New York State. RG&E manages really the, the city of Rochester and the greater Rochester area, and NYSIG manages our service territories outside of the Rochester area that gets over into the southern tier of, of New York, eastern eastern New York, um, pretty much north, north of the city. But we're one of, I believe, about five utility providers in New York State. Gotcha. So what does a senior economic development specialist do there? Yes, a lot of it is um, um, program management and project management. We are we have a lot of companies that are interested in moving into New York State right now. So we work as a partner with uh, other economic development organizations, typically an organization called Greater Rochester Enterprise, which kind of serves as um, is a representative for the region. So we're working with companies either looking to move into our service territories or that are currently in our areas and looking to expand. Um, we, we have a host of grant programs that, that we will help offset some of the electrical infrastructure costs that could, could occur when, when you're trying to expand a business or, or build a new building. So how did you end up in economic development? Because I understand that you've only been in the industry for about six months now. Yeah, I have um, I have quite the varied varied background. I've I've worked for small businesses, I've worked for large businesses, but always the key of of what I was doing was was relationship management and, and relationship building, which really goes hand in hand in economic development. Economic development is a is a people business at the end of the day. Um, so about six months ago, I or a little over six months ago, I was looking for new opportunities. I was working in the mobile sports wagering world, um, but I was working for a company out of Ireland. I was the only United States employee and and that was getting getting a little tough. And you didn't feel that sense of, of camaraderie and, and teamwork that you feel when you have people in at the very least in the same time zone as you. Right. So what, one of my good friends that also works for our genie uh, posted that they were looking for a senior economic development specialist. And, and I applied because it really aligns with my values. I mean, my goal and everything I do in my volunteer life is, is driven to make Rochester a more economically prosperous and inclusive place for everyone that lives here. And, and this opportunity now gives me the ability to do that in my professional life as well. It's really great when our um, when our personal desires sort of align with our profession. So, what were the surprises? You were applying for a, a senior uh, specialist position in economic development, but how much about economic development did you really even know 
going in. Yeah, I pretty much knew nothing. Um, I had worked a lot with Rock Rock 2025, which is a, another economic development organization here in Rochester. Um, I helped develop some programs there to to retain our retain our college students because we have 19 colleges and universities here. I was the founder of what's now called Campus Rock. Um, and that that led led me to learn a little bit about economic development because I I firmly believe that economic development is workforce development and workforce development is economic development. You can't have absolutely one without the yeah. other. Um, but but in terms of what I was really going to be doing, I had I had no idea, and and I'm really thankful that my boss Joe Rizzo, the economic development manager, took a chance on me because he believed that I had all the skill sets to be successful and believe that I could learn the economic development. And I, I really think over the last six months between him, my colleague, Kyle Banks, and um, my colleague, Don Cote, that, that I've gotten a crash course in it. And while I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means yet, um, I definitely have learned, learned a lot. Interesting. You said before that you were always in a relationship building sort of business. So does that mean, um, does that mean sales? I've, I've, from in the basic sense, I've done a lot of sales work. I've, I opened an insurance agency in 2015 with, with another gentleman um, that served as a mentor for me at the beginning of my career. Um, and then I actually went over to the Simon Business School and became the director of recruitment for our executive and professional MBA programs while I was also earning my MBA there. Um, that, that to me is sales, but that, that really aligned me, I think, best for for this role because it's it's not just selling a product; it's really a consultative process. It's you're trying to talk to someone about how they can better their lives, better their career growth, right? And and that really aligned me for the the types of conversations that I have today. Right. I mean, it sounds like a perfect sort of match: recruiting people to a university versus recruiting people into a community. Well, that's interesting. So as you've made this transition, uh, you mentioned before when we were offline that you have been reading the uh, Econ Dev Show newsletter and listening to the podcast. From my perspective, it'd be really nice to know um, how that's been helpful for you. Yeah. So overall, um, the podcast has been really helpful in terms of getting a lot of different different insights on economic development. You have an amazing variety of, of guests on the podcast and and it's t- trying to take bits and pieces from from certain people and uh, and kind of fold those into my process and and make make them my own. See things that I really like, see things that hey, maybe I I haven't even thought of doing, so let's try to give this a try. And then it's that 15 things that economic developers need to know this week that you send out. Mm-hmm. I think just gives gives a really great um, overview of all the different aspects of economic development and and really just helps. It's something that I read and as soon as it comes out, that's that's what I like. I stop and I, I read it. And um, it, to me, it's been really, really helpful in, in learning the overarching economic development outside of just the greater Rochester and New York State region. Well, that's wonderful. That makes me uh, really happy to hear that that you enjoy it and utilize it in that way. So what other resources have you relied on outside of your boss and your coworkers and whatnot to really sort of learn about economic development and broaden your horizons? Members of the local community um, from 
either from the leaders of economic development nonprofit organizations here in here in Rochester, like like the Monroe County IDA, the the city of Rochester's economic development department. I was lucky enough, and and I think this is part of the reason that I did uh, did get offered this position. I had a lot of existing pre-existing relationships with those people from my volunteer work and my work at the Simon Business School. Um, so I've leaned a lot on on people that have a wealth of experience to to know to try to help shape what we do at RGE to further meet meet their needs. Um, you know, we we set up a a roundtable with the the president of RGE and all the economic development leaders in in our region to to really drive feedback and. And we realize, or I've realized that the best way to get better is just to, to or get more knowledge is to listen to the people that, that have the experience. Right. It's so interesting because when you said that you had only been in economic development for six months, I kind of have this sort of impression of, of what you would be like or how you would see things or how you would go about it. But it does really sound like, like you said, you've married your passion and your career. The two things seem like they were just perfectly aligned. Yeah, it, it's it's really amazing because, you know, never in my career, well, that's not true. At, at the Simon Business School, I definitely felt fulfilled because I was helping helping people advance advance their career and advance their life. But this is But, the in a, but again, that's almost that was almost uh workforce development in a way. You know, you could you exactly. could be doing that now, yeah. And um but it's the first time that I've I'm excited to wake up and go to work in the morning and and I think I'm I'm really lucky to truly love what I do and 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 have found this role. Yeah, I guess taking a step even farther back, how did you develop this love for serving the community, community service? Yeah, it really comes back to when I was was in college to start. I worked at a summer sports camp. I worked as a basketball instructor and then a general counselor there. And the head of the head boys counselor Harvey Mandel really drove in drove in um this saying that has kind of been an ethos of mine going forward and that's just being nice to be nice and doing the right thing when when no one's watching um and it's it's that's how i try to how i try to live my life just have a positive impact on others when whenever i whenever i can and and so that led to then when i when i started started my career trying to get involved in, in charitable organizations. I started, you know, working with a cancer support organization because cancer has affected my family as it has probably every family in the, in America, unfortunately. Right. And then I got connected with the United way mm-hmm. and I went through what was called their emerging leaders development program. And that really set me on the path where I am today. It, it was a phenomenal like three day crash course where it, it married all of the things of, living your life with good values, with a deep understanding of the community of Rochester and, and why Rochester is where it is today and how we could better improve that. And it re- really became one of my my biggest mission was was to help improve Rochester for, for every single resident in, in the city. And, and now that that's expanded to the greater Rochester region and New York State region, I couldn't be happier. That's phenomenal. All And all that and your... Uh, um... And you're a Buffalo Bills fan, so I mean, you know, it's, yes, yeah, um, huge Buffalo Bills fan. I'm lucky enough; I got married in in May, and I'm extremely thrilled. My wife is 
just as big, if not a bigger Bills fan than I am. So oh it's allowed us to allowed us to take some trips. We were able to go to Los Angeles. Um, we were able to go to Kansas City. Kansas City was a great experience for me because there's things in Kansas City that we that we've thought about mirroring in Rochester, like the KC Live Complex downtown. Uh-huh, right. We've talked a lot about trying to do something like that at this parcel called Parcel Five in Rochester. So it's and it's great to see cities that that may be a step ahead of where we currently are or in are kind of the guidelines of where we want to get to. I see a lot of similarities between Kansas City and Rochester. So that was a great, great trip. Um obviously right now as a Bills fan, it's a pretty, pretty sad moment. Um a ton of ton of prayers and thought are going to Damar Hamlin and in his outcome. And honestly, football just doesn't seem important right, right now. Absolutely. Um yeah. But I've also being a Bills fan, it shows me it also has taught me the impact of of not just what you would think is normal economic development drivers on the community, drivers such as sports, art, the arts, and, and things such such as that nature, and how those can really positively impact a, a city and region. Yeah, let, let's expand on that. Yeah, so I see I see economic development really is is like a, a collaboration of efforts. I think you know we can. You can offer as many incentives and grant programs to try to get to try to get companies to move to your region as is possible, but that's not going to matter if there's not everything else in in your region and city. And what I mean by that is is the workforce development piece, the being able to to supply those jobs for for these organizations, the community services piece to make sure that that the people in need in your community are getting the getting the funding, the the help that, that they need to become more productive or or um, not product productive is not the right word, but but have have more of an opportunity in in the area to to potentially work for those com- companies. You need the the arts and the community aspect of it because that's going to attract people to your region because. At the end of the day, you can attract as many companies as you want, but if we're still dealing with an issue that is a, we're dealing with across New York State, which is population loss, that's uh, that's going to be counterproductive. So you need to make the cities, the city and region, places where people want to be and and be a part of and be proud of in order to actually drive the economy forward. Man, you have an incredible grasp of many of these aspects of economic development that I think it took me much longer than six months to sort of figure out. I really appreciate that. And I mean, that really comes down to uh, Kyle Banks on on our team. He is, I mean, so Kyle and I won the, we're 40 under 40 for the Rochester Business Journal in, in 2020. And I, I briefly got to know him, but he was someone I really looked up to uh, for his impact in the community. And the fact that I've been able to call him a colleague and a, a mentor for the last six months has really benefited me. And and there's there's no way I would be where I am today with without his help and then without my boss Joe and, and my other colleague Don's help. I mean, it's been a I really fell into the perfect situation of a team that that was really invested in my success um in the in the industry. Oh, that's so good. It's such a relief sometimes when you especially in a new job, but when you have such a supportive workforce around you that, you know, your boss and your coworkers and everybody is just 
all pulling in the same direction and they help you come alongside them and they assist you sort of find your niche in there. So that's good. So as somebody who is new to economic development, you have probably brought some new perspectives or new ideas into your office that maybe were nobody was thinking about or or maybe even things from you know other sectors of the industry or, or what have you. Is there anything specific that you can think of that you've shared with your office that maybe they weren't thinking about before? Yeah, it's... Um... It's almost kind of self-promoting our, our programs, but but how we do that. Because, you know, if you talk to any of the economic development organizations in Rochester, they know all about what we do. But if you talk to anyone else in Rochester, they have no idea uh, what what we do. They have no idea that, that rg is the only source of, of private um, business dollars for, for economic development in the region. They also... Um, they also don't know the the wide variety of programs we offer. So one of the things that I've, I've made one of my goals, and I started working on it towards the end of 2022 after I, I gained a good, good amount of knowledge, but I'm really putting it in place in 2023, is to connect with the commercial banking community because they have a significant amount of relationships built with, with business leaders, and, and they're always helping fund business expansion projects and, and maybe capital infrastructure improvement projects. And and having having them to help kind of support not support us but promote us i think will make a really big impact on on the on the impact we're able to have over the next year and, and going forward um that would probably be one of the biggest things i i've brought to the table is trying to leverage other connections i've had to to further promote our programs right and I'm sure lots of organizations have the same exact problem where they don't self-promote enough. This is probably something that a lot of community service organizations have. They they care about the mission, but they're at the end of the day, they're not about promoting themselves. But you can see that there's so much information out there sort of fighting for our attention that if you don't make an actual effort as an organization to make sure that the community knows that you exist and what it is that you do and how, you know, how you can help, you just sort of fall by the wayside. You're just completely irrelevant because you're just pushed out by all of the other information out there. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah. So as you've been talking to the commercial bankers, what lessons have you learned? What is that conversation like? And what do they want to know? Lesson number one, the easiest way to get a meeting is offer lunch or, or dinner. <laughs> that's, that's what I've learned. Uh, com- commercial banking, uh, Relate the people in that in that world are are definitely more driven driven by by um, the relationship building aspect. So it's not just hey, let's just meet and I'll regurgitate this information at you. It's it's let let's meet, get to know each other, and then and then move forward from from that. Um, and I think that that's something that over twenty twenty three it'll be more in depth about our programs. Trying trying to you leverage some of these relationships that I've built to do some lunch and learn so that, you know, if they have a, a customer that's looking for funding to expand, let's say they're expanding into another portion of the building they're in and would need electrical infrastructure upgrades or something like that, they automatically think, oh, we can probably go get some grant money from, from RG&E to, to help or NYSIG to help with that. That's good advice. Sometimes there's there's benefits to the lunch dinner meeting. Sometimes there's detractors. Right. Um, 
but I think that is the forming of a basic, basic relate or the basic steps to forming a relationship. You have to meet people where they are and, right. and um, allow them to get to know you. And, and I want them. And the most important part is that it's not just self-serving for me. It could be a benefit for them as well. And um, because yes, it'll allow us to leverage our programs, but it also could allow one of their customers to go through, to make the, go no go decision on a project that that they could be funding um as well absolutely is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think we absolutely should cover i would say um maybe my favorite part of economic development so far and and that's really been the opportunity to see the wide variety of businesses and industries that have success here here in the region that that we serve and and it's a, it's truly amazing to see like a company I never know, know, knew existed. Um, this it's a hot sauce, a kind of boutique hot sauce company here in Rochester that employs 10, 10 people and is really, really gr- growing ex- ex- explosively, not even exponentially. It's amazing their growth pattern, but to see companies like that and then to see, to, to see you go from your like standard manufacturing companies to, to food, food manufacturing, to just the innovation that's happening here in the area and, and really getting a, a firsthand look at that has been by far my favorite part. Oh, that's and a... seeing just an individual that decided to run with an idea and, and is now paying people living wages and, and allowing um, and generating employment opportunities for, for the citizens of our area. That's wonderful. I think at the end of the day, that's probably my favorite part of this profession is that you get to go out and you get to interact with these businesses of all sizes where you had an idea and they followed through on that and worked out the kinks and found somebody to give them money. And now they're employing workers that live in the community and creating something new that just sprung out of their head. And I just love that because they're so interesting to, to see that. Yeah, I, I agree. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Wondering how they can help you? Here are just a few ideas. They use ingenuity and imagination to create awareness of progress and opportunity within your community. They help residents and visitors find local shopping, dining, and service businesses. They make residents and stakeholders aware of challenges that affect them and their community while encouraging them to get help or get involved. They can also work to help attract new small businesses while helping micro entrepreneurs learn how this small but mighty woman owned and operated marketing agency can help your community. They use tried and true methods that will connect your organization to your residents using social, digital, and traditional media. Curious? Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free no-obligation consultation. We thank Cathode Ray for their support of the Econ Dev Show. Oh, I was going to say just a tool that I that I would recommend. I know that was one of the questions. Yes, in, please, in a tool. Pre, pre thing. Uh, the Rocket Book. I don't know if you've heard I've, of it. I haven't. But... What is that? So the rocket book is is a planner that you use these special tens called pens called flexon pens, but 
basically it starts from a, a weekly view. And what I really love about that is it's not just business focused, but you're able to, to you engage in your business over that. So every Sunday night I sit down and I go through like my weekly planner. I, I look at my big wins if I had any from, from the week before, be those professional or personal. So that gives you a great way to, to take a moment to appreciate what you're doing. And then you focus on, on, on what are the three major things you want to accomplish that week. And, and you can go through and set the schedule every, every evening I go through, they have a, a, a planner for, for the more or for the day. So I go through that daily planner every evening and, and set myself up for success the next day. But the part that I love most about it is for note taking. I knew that organization was going to be something that I needed to really excel at in this role because mm -hmm. at any time I'm working on 25 plus projects. So keeping that organized was very important. So I'm able to take all my notes on it. I scan it quick with my phone and it automatically emails it to me. And then I'm able to file that right, right away. So it's, it's really been a, a lifesaver in terms of the organization and, and planning, um, which I'm sure every economic developer is working on a variety of projects at any time. Right. So. Exactly. So this is a, a notebook that it's not digital, right? It's a piece. Of, it's a it's a paper notebook. It's not but, digital. But you take a picture it's, or something, right? Yeah, it's kind of paper, um, but it's so you write on it with the special pen because that allows you to erase it. So. So it's also environmentally friendly because you're not just rocketing through a ton of sheets of, of paper. Um, yeah, so it's got a little QR code in the bottom that when you scan it, you can it, you can set it up to automatically go to a certain folder or how I do it, I have it get emailed to my personal account because with firewalls and stuff, I can't just send it directly to my Microsoft OneDrive. Sure. Um, but it's it's really been a been a lifesaver for me. I'm going to have to look into this. My problem is I like notebooks, but I like digital stuff. I have a lot of notes on my computer, but I really like to write stuff. I don't like to type when I'm in a meeting or I like to have a, a notebook. There's... Yeah. And that was kind of my my thought process too. Like I don't love typing while I'm in, in meetings. I feel like it, especially like if you're an in-person meeting, just being glued to your computer is, isn't the best way to, well, at least not for me to, right. to go about that. Um, and I had looked into some, there's like a, it's the, there's something called remarkable, but that was a little more money than I wanted to spend at, at that time. It may be something that as I go further, I'll, I'll get into, that's kind of like a, like truly digital journal. That, right. Uh, but as of right now, this has been a great and affordable resource, uh, for me. The hardest thing is the pens are a little pricier than your average pen. And, and I lose a lot of pens. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I know how that is too. I have to buy my pens in like packs of a hundred, I think is how, it, yeah. is how they come. Yeah. Good. Well, Joe, this has been awesome. I've learned so much. You have a definite enthusiasm for Rochester and the community and just building the community in general. Like I said, you sound like you've been at this a lot more than six months. And obviously you have, because this is um, your passion in life and your profession have just come together. And it, what seems like such a perfect combination. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it really has. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where Rochester and the New York state regional will be moving forward. I mean, we have a very supportive governor of of economic and that you and, do, yeah, and workforce development, and um, they're they're willing to 
to utilize a lot of dollars to to try to help build up some of these cities that they may have fallen by the by the wayside in in the past. I mean, Rochester's saw an entire reimagination. We went from a big three town with it was driven by Kodak and Bosch and Lam and Xerox mm-hmm. to now ninety nine percent of our businesses or ninety five percent of our businesses employ less than fifty people and. And I think that actually like really helps build a recession proof uh, city and and things of that nature as well. So absolutely. It is a, a really exciting time, I think, to be in economic development and especially in places like Rochester that have gone through so much and are just sort of ready. They have what it's going to take going forward into the future. As the supply chains move around, as uh, manufacturing comes back to the U.S., as other kinds of manufacturing, specialty manufacturing and digital-based manufacturing and you know all that kind of stuff happens, as things happen, uh, what an exciting time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we saw it with the Micron, the big Micron right. that, that the Syracuse region had. We weren't involved in that. That's a, a different utility provider's territory. But I think that just that win alone is going to drive a significant amount of investment in the region because their suppliers are going to want to going to want to be here. The people that Micron sells to are going to want to be here. Absolutely, so it's going to build a really incredible ecosystem here in the Western New York, Central New York region of of uh, New York State. Oh, fantastic! Well, Joe, if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I think my LinkedIn would be would be the best. I believe it's uh, I'm Joseph Sayer on yep Joseph Sayer on on there. Um, that would definitely be the the best way. I would, I'll also I can you have my email, Dane. I do. So you can always mm-hmm. share that. Um, share my email in the in the little write up you I send will. out with the podcast. I'm I'm you know as as someone that's new, I'd I'd love for people to reach out if they just want to touch base and and offer some feedback or advice or, or even just talk. And maybe there's things that I can think that I've thought of because of my variety of background that, that they haven't. Um, I think especially if people have worked in, in like the government side of economic development for a long time, there's a lot of, um, like, this is how we do it. And that's why you do it that way. And, and maybe, maybe I can offer some, some insight or, or opinions that, that could help benefit someone. So Absolutely. I, I love connecting with people. That's my, that's the number one thing that I'm passionate about. So um, I'd have, love uh, to connect with Good. Others. Excellent. Excellent. So, yep. Relationship building is number one, I, I think. And economic <laughs> development is a, is a relationship business. So yes. great. Excellent. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's much appreciated. I, re- I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoy everything you offer. Um, in terms of uh, resources for economic development.